You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony. Joined by Corey and Daniel. Always joined by Corey and Daniel. What up? Hello. It's, it's time to get a new intro, I, but the problem is I almost feel like, you know what, we shouldn't wait. Uh, let's just make a new intro because at this point it is not just me. I think there was like four episodes where it was just me. It is always with Corey and Daniel, and so we need to fix the intro. Decided? Is that yeah. done? Yay. Yay. Well, good to me. It's done. So let's get together and write a script. That's yeah, the big, yeah. That's the big news. That's the big news this week. And, yeah, and big news. We're going to have a, a new intro. We'll talk about the details, but I like the huddle up part where they do the huddle up. Huddle yeah, up. We'll R- wrong button, but I like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, that's the biggest news I got this week. Other than the rumors of Deshaun Watson being traded, Corey made that note in our show sheet. So I assume you want to talk about that, Corey. There have been heavy rumors of Deshaun Watson being traded to Miami uh, with the upcoming trade deadline. Daniel and I talked before the show that we had seen it. I think I saw one tweet that said none of, none of this is true, but there have been thousands and thousands of tweets that says it is true. And it all came yeah. from, what is it? The Denver Chronicle? No, no, that wasn't, I'm, I'm thinking of a different I, I know article. The show sheet says verified Twitter guy says it's a rumor, but it, it was kind of buzzing all day. Like we're kind of hearing about it. And it was basically as we were getting ready for the show, this guy says it's all rumors. So who knows? Um, obviously I don't believe it's a rumor. Yeah, I, I. What's weird about it is like, you got all the cancelers out there. Like, well, how could you acquire a guy with all the question marks? But, um, I think at the end of the day, if you're the which Dolphins, one, Tua? No, no. Yeah, you see what he did there? Uh, it went right over his head too. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Uh, I think at the end of the day, if you know, if you're the GM for the Dolphins, you you get paid to win football games. The guy hasn't been convicted of anything, so. I, if if he wants to go after this guy, I think he's he he's okay to do that. So um, we'll see what happens. I it'd be a, definitely a big move here in the middle of the season. I you know if Tua were to get moved to Houston, I I like that because I think Tua is a good quarterback. I, just because he you know he's had a rough start to his career, but I think he's a guy that can be successful. So if he's able to play for Houston, I think that's great. I don't want to see him. Uh, get dumped this early in his career. I still believe in him. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'll tell you what, nothing would make me happier than if Deshaun Watson was traded to Miami and Tua was traded to Houston. Nothing would make me happier at all. And, and you're, you know, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. I'm not convinced that we're going to get a lot out of Tua and the, this is not about him. And so I'm not trying to dog him. Like I was just trying to make a bad joke there. Uh, the truth is if, if you're going to acquire a player like Watson, with the baggage that he has and the talent that he has, this seems like the time to do it. It's the final hour. There hasn't, like you said, Corey, there, nothing has been decided. And it's pretty clear that nothing's going to be decided. So the gamble here for a team, you're kind of going all in this year immediately. It needs to be a team that can go all in this year. I think Miami is potentially one of those teams. They led the division last year. They were serious. Did they win playoff games? I don't think they won the first. I don't think they did. I don't think so. They're they're one and five right now. Right now they're one and five. But but they, that, they didn't make the playoffs. 
They did not make the playoffs. Oh, that's right. That's right. They lost. They missed the playoffs. The it last was the last week. week. Yeah, oh. they lost to the Raiders in week seventeen and did cool. missed out on the playoffs. Wow. So I thought they led the division. Am I completely mistaken? Who led the AFC East? The Bills. The Bills. The Bills. What an idiot. Of course. The Bills. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was dumb of me. I wasn't thinking properly. All right. Sorry about Sorry. that. Anyway, the Bills are easily forgotten. Not the point. Hey, did you pick the Bills? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's not the point. The point was about Deshaun Watson. A team that thinks they can go all in, well, hell yeah. You spend the first round picks and you, you go all in and it's a one-year rush and you find out what happens next year. You're taking on a big contract, a lot of responsibility. Who knows, you know, I mean, if, if well, the man is incarcerated, I don't really know how that works, but that contract doesn't mean anything if he goes to jail, right? I, I mean, we don't even know if he's going to play this year. That's the thing about trading for him. It's like, and, and that's why Miami, so Miami's watching their season flash before their eyes, like just disappear. They were supposed to be so much better than they are now. If my, so this if, is the move for next year. If Deshaun Watson goes to Miami and Roger Goodell doesn't put him on the commissioner exempt list, Deshaun Watson plays football. Yeah. 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 That's the gamble. Why? That's the gamble. Like it, he'd be playing for Houston right now. If he didn't want out of there. That's correct. He would be playing football games if he didn't want out of there. Or maybe he wouldn't so. be because Goodell would have put him on be. the exemplist. I don't well, know. there's no reason. He's, what's the reason for him not playing football games? Because he's under investigation. He's still getting paid. Nobody's stopping him from playing. It's the craziest thing still. I've ever seen. I don't know. I don't understand what's happening, but something I, is. I don't. I don't happening. know that that's the whole. That's the whole reason, though. He want, he, now he made it very clear he was never going to play as another snap for them again. Well, sure. Because of the handling of with Bill O'Brien, it goes back even before him, um, with the way they treated players, with the way they traded Hopkins away. He made it very clear that he was absolutely disgusted and was not going to be a part of that anymore. And I don't necessarily agree with the decision personally because ultimately he works there under contract and plays football. I also understand the human element of that. So this isn't even that Deshaun Watson conversation. Jesus, we keep going on these weird roads. But I do think he'll play. If he goes to Miami, he would play until Goodell says he can't. That's the point. The only people stopping Watson from playing are himself and the Texans. If he, I if guess he wants, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I thought that he was still kind of held back because nothing has been settled yet in this case. But I, I guess what you're saying makes sense. No, he's 100% out. 100% out. It's crazy. The, the whole situation still blows my mind. I still don't understand how he's still getting paid and he's not playing football. Maybe there's a deal. Anyway. I don't know. But... Yeah, I, I think Miami has to, especially, who do they play this week? Is it Houston? No. Cardinals play yeah. the Texans. Miami plays the Falcons. If they lose to the Falcons, Tua is gone. These these rumors, there's truth to every rumor, really. I mean, these rumors come out, and there's a reason they come out. It's not just some beat writer cooking up a story like, yeah, <laughs> let's see if I can get him this week. I mean, he heard it. These guys hear it somewhere. And sure, some are fake news, but we've been hearing this Deshaun Watson to the to the Dolphins and Deshaun Watson to the Eagles, mostly Dolphins, though, for six months. I mean, there is truth to this. There has to be. Otherwise, we wouldn't keep hearing it. Someone's Someone keeps leaking information from the inside. And Tua... The Dolphins are unsure that Tua is their future. If they lose to Atlanta this week, I predict that we will see a Deshaun Watson trade very soon. But it looked like it was a three-week or a three-team trade. 
that was the rumor today that Tua would go to Washington. Did you guys see that? I did not see that. That was the rumor that it was a three team trade and Watson would go to Miami and Tua wouldn't even go to Houston. I didn't see what the Houston part would be, like what they would acquire. But in that scenario, see, that's what's so weird is these details, like these fine details come out. And then someone says, oh, it's all rumor. But yet they have a three-team trade worked out on the specifics. It doesn't make any sense. But in that scenario earlier today, Tua would go to Washington. So I thought that was very interesting. That is very interesting. I, I would love to see I would love to see a big three team blockbuster like that, and ultimately Deshaun Watson and ending up in Miami, which seemingly is where he wants to play and where everything is circling around the rumors. And I don't necessarily believe in Tua either, but uh, going out and getting Deshaun would change your franchise if he could play. Yeah, it would. Absolutely. I think I think he can play. I mean, it's just. The problem is it's so veiled. Nobody knows what's really happening right now. And yeah. and if he were to be traded and he said he was ready to play, would Goodell just smack the gavel and say, not right now? I, I honestly I, bet he would. I think it, he honestly, would. if, yeah, he's, I if he would. said, yeah, I'm ready to play now. I got traded. Yay. I think he would. <laughs> that week. Yep. He's on the commissioner exempt list. Yeah. He can't play. I, 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 that's I exactly how that would happen. Yep. <laughs> so today, so we talked about Deshaun Watson longer than I thought we would, which is fine because I think it was plenty of fun today we're going to talk about teams that are under the radar that are not necessarily bad teams or not necessarily great teams but they're not leading the division they're not constantly in the headlines to be frank it eliminated so many teams because there are very very bad teams like the jets nobody's going to sit here and say that the jets are flying under the radar like no they just are not good right so we have to eliminate all of those teams we have to take out the chiefs who are in the last place of their division but they're the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, so you can't say they're flying under the radar because that's not a thing. I looked at the Cowboys, and I thought about their, their defense coming up. I think Daniel and I talked about this today. What, what did you say? The Cowboys' defense may have two defensive player I, of the years. Was it the Cowboys? I said it, it's going to be, yes, it's going to be amazing when at the end of the year the Cowboys will have the defensive player of the year and defensive rookie of the year and have a horrible defense. Yeah, well, it got me thinking, and I thought about, you know, if the Cowboys' defense was to get better, then the highest-scoring offense in the league with a better defense would be dominant. But we had to eliminate them because they're on top of the division, and everybody talks about Dallas. So we had to pick three teams that we thought were flying under the radar that have an opportunity not necessarily to win the Super Bowl. It's not, we're not trying to make a big claim here, but teams that are formidable, that should be recognized and should... Maybe, maybe they've changed their reputation. So, Corey, let's just kick it off to you. Give me a team that you think is flying under the radar that you don't want to mess with on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think the team I picked is kind of what sparked this whole thing. I was like, I think I walked into your office today. I was like, dude, nobody's talking about the Saints. No, no, no. I walked into your office. I wanted to talk about the Titans. I walked into your office and said, let's talk about the Titans and Derrick Henry. And you said, fuck that. I'm not jacking off the Titans. Let's talk about, <laughs> is that what you said or not? That, that, that's, yeah, that's how that, the okay. conversation <laughs> went. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I said I refuse to jack off the Titans. Okay. But I then said, hey, nobody's talking about the Saints. They're sitting there at three and two. Another reason they're not talking about them because they're coming off a bye, but they're sitting there at second in the NFC South behind the Bucks. They're only a game and a half back. Uh, they play Seattle this week. They're without Russell Wilson, so that should be a win. And I'll pull up their uh, schedule here in a minute, and they've, you know, the, the remaining schedule is pretty favorable. And then the teams they've already beat, they beat the Packers, the Patriots, and Washington. Uh, Packers are a good team. Patriots are solid. I think Washington, I wouldn't call them a bad team. They did lose to the Panthers. Uh, they're playing some decent football. And then the Giants who are stinkers, but uh, that'll happen every now and then. Uh, Winston's playing efficient. He's got 12 touchdowns, only three interceptions. He doesn't have a ton of yardage or anything like that, but he's playing well. I would expect that that offense to pick up. Um, I expect him to get more yardage. They're, they're only 15th in uh, yards allowed per game on defense, so the defense is stepping up. And then back to the offense, they're 28th in offensive yards per game. So they're towards the bottom. But like I said, I expect that to pick up as, as Winston gets more comfortable with um, uh, Sean there in uh, New Orleans. I expect that to pick up. And just to look at the schedule here, I mean, you got the Seahawks this week, then the Bucks. That's a tough game. Then you have the Falcons, Titans. That could be a tough game. The Eagles, uh, then the Bills. That's a tough game. Cowboys could be tough. And then Jets. That's another easy game. Bucks again, and then Dolphins, Panthers, Falcons to finish it off. I mean, I think yeah, there's a for sure three losses there, but maybe no more than five or six. So I think that this could easily be a 10-win team and be in the playoffs, and nobody's really talking about it right now. They're pretty quiet. They don't have the star power at quarterback anymore, but uh, here towards the end of the season, you know, Jameis Winston might be one of the big names in the news once he starts performing. Well, and later in the season, he's going to be thrown to Michael Thomas, right? Yeah, I think uh, Michael Thomas is eligible to come back, right? Uh, it's a, it's a about time. I guess I don't know. I should look that up. I, I don't think he's ready yet. I don't Quite think yet. so either. I didn't see. Couple that he weeks was... away. Couple weeks away. There we go. Yeah. I yeah. I didn't think it was imminent. Okay. Yeah. But but still, your point's valid, and I mean an efficient Jameis Winston with Michael Thomas could could be the the boost that they need to get to the next level. I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Who you got, Tony? I really struggled. Corey had to help me with this because I mentioned before, I listed all the teams that I wanted to talk about that I couldn't talk about because we had to disqualify them, which we had to disqualify them. So I took, I took Joe Burrow. I, I have to say the Bengals, but four and two Bengals are, are the winningest team of all the teams we'll talk about today. I'm su- I'm su- uh, surprised at how winning they are, though, and nobody is talking about that part. Everybody expected, uh, not everybody, the three of us expected that this division was going to be a super high-powered division, and it really hasn't come out to be that way. We thought the Bengals would be potentially the last of the four teams. They're the second. Nobody's talking about that. Four and two, Joe Burrow is a, the, a man amongst men Fearless, I think of Andrew Luck, I think of Carson Wentz, I think of Austin Colley in some ways. I mean, this guy will just absolutely sacrifice his body for the football. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It is relentless. It is willing. And he's excited to do it. I, I mean, it's, it's the craziest thing that I've seen in, in, a, in a long time. 
And and I, I really believe that Joe Burrow will win this team games just on willpower alone. Now, having said that, if Joe Burrow does something that puts himself in a position where he's injured, obviously all of this goes to, to wash. And I'm not going to say that the Bengals can win the division or the Super Bowl. or I'm not making any grand claims off of Joe Burrow. But they will win games because he will keep them in the game. And then you add to that the the Jamar Chase relationship, I kind of thought that was going to be smoke and mirrors. You know, when you get to the NFL, NFL, everything's at different speed. The guys hit faster. They cut faster. The defense sticks to you a lot better. You know, Jamar Chase was a god in college. And in the NFL, he's really just a great receiver. You know, he, he, he's come down to earth a little bit. But the relationship those two have, it, it seems unchanged. Like, they are able to... To they have Joe Burrow has a, a wide receiver on the field in his second year that he has five years of experience with, and it really translates. It really is. I think that's important on the offense, on the defensive side of the game. Way over, way overachieved expectations. Nobody expected them. I don't have all of the defensive stats in front of me, but I think they allowed a, 111 points a game. I think that's what it is. <laughs> All around, that defensive unit has worked so well to just keep them in the game so that Joe Burrow can make those moves. Nobody's talking about this. It's the craziest thing in the world. They don't have, maybe because Joe Mixon was out, they didn't have huge splash plays, but they still had Jamar Chase, and we talk about him, I suppose. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe some of their stars have been hurt, and that's why we're not talking about them. But I'm telling you, I don't want to play the Bengals. I don't want to play the Bengals at all. They've held, I'm looking here, uh, seventh points per game. There it is, 11th in yards. Seventh in sacks per games. They forced a turnover in four or five games. I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to mess with that. Anybody else? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just going down, like looking through the standings, I'm like, who who can we pick here? And I was like, the Bengals. I was like, holy shit, they're four and two. They they've kind of snuck up here, and they're in a really good spot here early in the season. And like you said, Joe Burrow's willing to do the dirty work, so. Uh, hopefully the defense uh, keeps rolling, and um, I think as long as he's got a relationship with Jamar Chase, that offense is pretty dangerous. So I I didn't expect them to be here, but they are, and I I don't see any reason why they can't keep it up. They're they look like a good team right now, and we're talking about them because nobody else is. They're sitting there at four and two, and they're right in the mix. The schedule is a reason they couldn't keep up. I mean, the Browns are real. That's a couple of weeks away. The Ravens this week, twice more actually. Uh, yeah. They, they could they could slip here. They could have a you you predicted the Colts to win the last half. The Browns may lose the last half. So that's I mean not the Browns the Bengals. I apologize. That um, yeah that that could become a real possibility. But for right now, I think they're a team to be feared. I do, Daniel. Yeah, um, I I picked one of my favorite teams to watch, and it's primarily due to offense. Um, I, I picked the Vikings. Um, they're sitting at three and three. You mentioned the Bengals and everything you said was, you know, was legit about the Bengals week one with the Vikings. Uh, the Bengals took them to overtime. So, I mean, we kind of already proved that the Bengals are overachieving in both offense and defense and week one, you never know what's going to happen. So the Vikings lost to the Bengals in overtime. Wait, wait, the, the Packers was an overtime game too. That's worth noting. Yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, they're, they're taking teams. Yep. The they're defense, taking teams deep. They're staying you, yeah. in it. The defense and and yeah, that's it. not about the Bengals anymore. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, the very next week, they only lost to the Cardinals by one point, and it was a barn burner. And the Cardinals are still undefeated, by the way. 
Um, and then a couple weeks later, they had a defensive, just kind of sloppy game with the Browns. The final score ended up being 14 to seven. And they had a couple opportunities to kick some field goals in that game, but obviously they needed a touchdown. So, uh, you know, they're, they're sitting here potentially if they, you know, had a couple opportunities there for a field goal, looking at, you know, three combined losses for, you know, under 10 points. So, um, you know, this is a team that's also staying in it. Um, their defense is 11th in passing yards given up. So just, you know, just the top half there, uh, 15th in yards per game allowed. So right, right towards the middle there, and then 13th in scoring defense total. Um, so the Vikings defense is also, uh, based on what they were last year, doing things they that they shouldn't be this year. They're 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 definitely improving because last year the Vikings stats were just abysmal on defense. Um, offense, totally different story. Kirk Cousins is having a hell of a year, and it's going very very unnoticed. The Vikings were a perfect under the radar team for me because of Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk Cousins, just to everyone in their mind, when they think of Kirk Cousins, they think of, you know, bland vanilla white bread. But he is on pace for over 5,000 yards, you know, 5,012 yards, and 37 touchdowns. And we don't know if it's going to, you know, get better statistically or if it's going to stay about the same. But even if he throws for, you know, 4,800 yards or something, I mean, even in today's NFL, that's pretty strong. Um, there's only been a few QBs that throw for over 5,000 yards in a year. And I, I feel like we're going to see that a little bit more adding the extra game, um, in the season. But I mean, for Kirk cousins to be one of the ones that get up there is, is impressive enough. And then he could easily top 40 touchdowns, um, which is a great feat, uh, for a quarterback. And then he's one of the top passer rating quarterbacks in the league so far this year, 105.4 passer rating. So um, that that definitely ranks up there. And so because Kirk Cousins is having such a great year, all of his weapons are going to have a great year too. Justin Jefferson, listen to this pace, and Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson is on pace for 116 catches for 1,535 yards and nine touchdowns. That's a Pro Bowl year. And Adam Thielen is on pace for 105 catches and 1,114 yards and 14 touchdowns. It's been a long time since we've had a consistent quarterback get two wide receivers over a thousand yards and a hundred catches and double digit touchdowns. But uh, was Kirk the, Cousins was the last one to do that, do Kirk Cousins? I mean, I'm thinking of Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. It happened multiple times. It, it could very well have been. But I, I, I really do. I, I'm, I'm I'm sure there are other quarterbacks who have done it, but I think if there's a way for us to figure this out, we should look because Kirk Cousins may have done this more than any other quarterback i i don't feel like i'm saying something crazy here yeah he's been incredibly consistent even though you know in prime time he seems to choke a little bit in big moments you know but he he can come back and and keep a team in it and you know dalvin cook he is back and finally healthy he's been out a couple games um, but we all know that dalvin cook is you know a top five nfl true running back in the league Um, as far as overall skill set he may very well be you know, one or two um, ranked. But um, the thing, like Tony said about the Bengals, the thing that could that could hurt the, the Vikings going forward is their remaining schedule. It does get pretty tough. So this is where this is where we're going to learn who the Vikings are because they have a bye week this week. So they get some rest, and they're going to need it because they come out of the bye and play the Cowboys, and they play in Baltimore, in L.A. against the Chargers, at home against the Packers. So there's four in a row that are pretty brutal. 
And then they kind of have an easy little stint here. 49ers, we don't know yet. Uh, Lions and Steelers. But then they play the Rams at Packers and then a division game with the Bears to end the season. So we're going to really find out what the Vikings are made of um, here in the next few weeks after this bye week. I think they're the perfect candidate to go way under the radar when they're they're very above average average team. Man, Vikings-Cowboys feels like a Thanksgiving game. Like I, it does. I should, have, I, I should have like a belly full of turkey and pass out <laughs> during that game. <laughs> yeah. Joe Buck. Joe Buck? Really? That's oh, your God. first choice? Make you, no, it's our first choice for passing out. If you really want to <laughs> go to sleep on a Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving stuff, it is Joe Buck all the way. Give me some Joe. I want to take a nap. Well... Thanksgiving at 1230, the Bears play the Lions. Expect Joe Buck at that game because that's a game oh, you'll Oh, God, it's over. It's over. Yep. You're not going to make it through that one. Sleeping right through it. Yep. You'll wake up in time for Raiders <laughs> at Cowboys. Perfect. Yeah. No, which, yeah. Fox is going to have Raiders, Cowboys. That's at 430. That's four hours later, bud. You'll have a nap. You'll be good. I, no, no, no. What I'm saying is Joe Buck's going to be at that Raiders Cowboys or Raiders, yeah, Raiders Cowboys uh, game. You even know. Yeah, they're always at the Cowboys. No, though. no, I'm wrong. That Nope. That's a CBS game. I see. Right maybe so that's I, Tony Romo. Maybe that's a Jim Nance Tony Romo game. There, there you go. It is. Now that's I a game to wake up off the couch for. You wake up. Uh, yeah. And you watch, you watch Tony Romo. That's Ooh. the one you set the Joe Buck alarm for. No Joe Buck alarm. That nap. No Joe Buck alarm. When it's over. That's what you set the alarm for when it's over. Okay. Yeah. Hey, um, sneak peek too. I know we, we talked about this like two shows ago. I may or may not have been planning with my brothers this week to go to Lambeau for that Vikings Packers game. Oh, wow. shit. It's on January 2nd. That'll be your first vacation of the year. No one yep. will be able to say a word. First one. Yep. No one can say a fucking word. How much it's do you want to bet, Tony? How much one wanna, day? How much you want to bet somebody gives you a hard time? Do you want to bet? Uh, yeah, I'll bet you a hundred thousand dollars because you already did. Best bets of the week. <laughs> Welcome back to best bets of the week. Uh, me and uh, Daniel go at it here. I give four spreads. Daniel gives four over unders. We've got a little competition going uh, at the end of the year. The loser takes five shots. As of right now. Uh, in week six, I finished three and one. I'm 12, 11, and one on the season. We're finally above 500. We're going to keep that rolling. And then Daniel also went three and one last week. He's at Ooh. 11 and 13. So it is a close race. Um, this week, we got some interesting spreads. We've got a few big boys. Um, kind of all my games are big boys here. Not a lot of close ones. We've got the Ravens minus six versus the Bengals to start off. And a lot of this just has to do with the Ravens are playing well. Uh, they had that solid win against the Colts. They came back and won. They steamrolled last week. And I, I do think the Bengals are a good team, but I, I'm not confident in them. And I just feel like the Ravens are a much more solid team here. I could see them going uh, Well, they're at home, uh, just really kind of running away with this. They've just got to win by a touchdown. I'm going to go ahead and take the Ravens minus six and a half. Uh, second game of the week, I got the Chiefs minus five and a half at the Titans. Chiefs had a rough start to the season. Uh, they had a solid comeback game last week. It started off rough, but they ended up putting up the points, covering by quite a bit. I think they're going to do the same thing here, even though, as we kind of hit on earlier, Derrick Henry is rolling. But I, I think in a game like this, if the Chiefs can get up early, they can. I think there's a chance they can make Derrick Henry a non-factor as crazy as that. So. 
Uh, Chiefs minus five and a half. And then I do have the Rams minus 15 and a half versus the Lions. I usually, oh. try, I usually try to stay away from these big spreads, but man, I feel like McVay is going to slaughter golf. He's just going to slaughter <laughs> this week, man. I think he knows his weaknesses. He, he, know, he knows why he got rid of them. And uh, as much as I like the Lions, they're the toughest 0-16 that's ever lived. I think the Rams are just going to slaughter him this week. And uh, the Lions have to travel all the way to the West Coast to play him. Give me the Rams. And they're going to play Stafford, who wants to blow up the Lions, too. Absolutely. What an incredible revenge game. We talked about under the radar. Like, nobody. The double double revenge game. This is a big revenge game. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, It should be good, but yeah. Rams minus 15 and a half at home versus the Lions. Last game of the week, I've got the Texans plus 17 and a half at the Cardinals. So Ooh, I took two boy. of the big spreads this week. Um, a couple of weeks ago, the Cardinals uh, had a super low scoring game. And for some reason, I just feel that coming. 17 and a half is a lot of points. I mean, that's that's three scores. If, you know, if the Cardinals just have an off day and maybe only put up 24, um, I, I could see the Texans covering here. I I just, for some reason, I just don't feel like the Texans are going to get absolutely blown out two weeks in a row. Um, I, it's it's just a gut feeling, and I, th- I, I think that's sometimes the best way just to do it. Um, Texans 24 to 7 covers. Yeah, exactly. 24 to 7 covers. It's a blowout, but um, they still cover there. So, I don't know. I, it's just the way I feel about it. it, it these are all professional football teams. It, there's technically not a bad team in the league. So uh, any given Sunday, I guess Texas plus 17 and a half with the Cardinals. Noise. I am going to take uh, the very first game of the week. Um, so hopefully this pod gets out pretty early on a Thursday because I'm taking the Thursday game. I usually don't bet on the Thursday game because it could go either way, but I uh, hope you guys are ready for a snooze fest. Uh, Broncos Browns. Over under right now, it could go it could go less by the time this airs, but it's 41 and a half, and I that's not a lot of points, and I'm still taking the under. We have Case Keenum starting at quarterback for the Browns. We got Nick Chubb out, Kareem Hunt out, OBJ is questionable, Jarvis isn't back yet. That's going to be hard to watch on offense, and then their defense on the Browns is just good enough to stop. Teddy Bridgewater, who is not that good of a quarterback and couldn't put it all together last week, missed Cortland Sutton several times. Still doesn't have Jerry Judy. He's, he's, Tim Patrick is is a solid wide receiver, but I, I think Teddy's just going to continue to struggle there against the Browns. So uh, under 41 and a half on Thursday. Um, I do really like this Chiefs-Titans game. They're also in my over-unders. The over-under is by far the highest of the week. And that's a testament to how bad these defenses have been. It's 57 and a half. Good Lord. That's too many points. I'm taking the under. Um, Chiefs, like Corey said, have kind of underwhelmed at times. Um, The Chiefs have stopped Derrick Henry before. So really, even though they don't have the same personnel, they just have to dig into those archives and figure out how they stopped Derrick Henry before and kept him in a a human-like game, um, which no one's been able to do so far. But 57 and a half is just way too many points. Um, so I'm taking the under the Panthers giants is another one. I'm just not feeling uh, Panthers have not won a game since Christian McCaffrey has been out and they've put him on IR. Uh, Sam Darnold has not looked hot 
he has looked like a straight rookie. I mean, he is throwing picks left and right. He does not look solid anymore. So he needs McCaffrey back. He looks lost right now. The Giants, on the other hand, they just are injury riddled. Um, Barkley's out. We know that. Kadarius Tony came onto the scene. He was flashing. He has, quote unquote, a serious ankle injury. I doubt he's going to play. Um, Sterling Shepard can't hold this whole offense together. And Daniel Jones clearly struggled after Kadarius Tony went out. So. These are two teams that I'm just not feeling. The over-under is 43-and-a-half, and I'm taking the under on that game as well. The only over that I have this week is Colts 49ers. I actually think this is going to be a pretty solid game. Um, I, this is kind of one of those coin flip games, and I actually am kind of leaning 49ers, but I could definitely see the Colts winning this. Uh, the 49ers have a stout defense, um, but, again, so did the Rams. Um, so did the Ravens, and the Colts have kind of exploited these good defenses so far. Um, so I think with good game planning, they could do the same with the 49ers. And uh, the 49ers, even though they've been without a couple big pieces, they've been able to stay in some games and put up points. So I think 44 points in this game was just too little. Um, I think this is going to be um, a high – both teams are going to get in the high 20s, and it might just come down to a field goal or, or so. Um, but I'm taking over 44 on Colts-Niners. And those are my picks. There you have it. Hey, what's the record? What is the official record? Do we know? Uh, yeah. What? The picks. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's uh, on here. Corey was uh, 12, 11, and 1, and I'm 11 and 13. We already said that. Yep. But, oh, yeah. okay. okay. Hey, I was going to live on the show. I haven't asked either one of you. Um, I know this Colts 49ers game is a, is a pretty big one. And, Corey, you're very, very confident in the Colts. Do you want to put either one of you? I'll take you on. Do you want to put a five-shot bet on the Colts making the playoffs? Colts are a playoff team. I'll take it. I'll take it too. (laughs) You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.